The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. Most people refer to this as retirement today. Co-host, pastor, and evangelist Aaron David Thomas is a bivocational pastor and a marketing manager hewn from the tough streets of Philadelphia. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to the first installment in our Charm School series, Charm School 101. This is going to be fun. <laughs> and why Charm School, you may be asking yourself. Bert Bacharach and Hal David wrote a beautiful song back in 1965, a time of tumult with the Aww. Vietnam War, civil rights, you know, riots flaring, titled, What the World Needs Now Is, is Love, love Sweet Love. love. It's the, the only thing, thing that there's just, just too little, little of. <laughs> okay, we better okay, stop yeah. singing. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just clicked off. <laughs> come back, come back. Certainly seems very appropriate for our times today as well, don't you think, Aaron? Hey, yes, it is, buddy. It's true, but you got to remember, like uh, uh, Johnny Lee said, <laughs> the problem is most of us are looking for love in all the wrong places. Anyway, uh, Dave, man, good to see you. Good to be here. Uh, Sunday uh, evening. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I call you the WWM listeners because we wrestling with it, right? We're about to get right. into it. So welcome back, and let's go to school, Dave. Take well, us to school. Well, as you know, I write poems, and I write, I write songs, too. Mr. Yeah, so lover, lover. Perhaps I should write a poem or song today titled, What the World Needs Now is Courtship and Romance. Come on. I don't know my gender or how to lead when I dance. <laughs> <laughs> Poet didn't know it. No, he knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I, I, I just have to make fun of it. Right. What an old-fashioned notion, though. Courtship and romance. Does anybody even know what courtship is these days? What is that? Right. So I, this is my personal story, and this is as succinct as I can make it. In 1999, I was unexpectedly served with divorce papers what? after an 11-year marriage. Swearing never to consider marriage again. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> I ran across a book review in the USA Today paper while flying to the East Coast for a business trip. Look, Aaron, I brought this book. All right. The book was written by husband and wife sociology professors at the University of Michigan named Amy and Leon Cass. And the book was titled Wing to Wing, Oar to Oar. Readings on courting and marrying. That looks like one of them books when you don't have a TV or radio, because that thing is big as heck. Well, it's like an encyclopedia. So let me just. So in the introduction of their book, they define courtship as that collection of activities aimed at finding and winning the right one for marriage. So finding means more than hunting out or locating. It means finding out if the located one is really right. Winning means both gaining reciprocation of exclusive amorous interest and affection and securing consent to marry. Discovering whether he or she is the right one, the heart of courtship, depends on taste, judgment, discernment, self-knowledge. But knowing the right one for marriage means first knowing something of what marriage means and entails, what it means deliberately 
and self-consciously to make a life with another human being. The meaning of courtship will thus depend on the meaning of marrying for each one of us. So I believe without a doubt that this is the most important decision any man or woman will make in their lifetime. Would you agree, Aaron? Okay. Well, let me first say, yes, it is the second most important decision a person will make. And the first one, come on. Accepting Jesus Christ as what? your Lord and Savior. Say it. Say it again. <laughs> Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hey, and I like your list. Um but when I when I when I was uh, going over that, I would have put finding the right one, winning them over to marriage. But you know me, I, I too have struggled with doing doing that right and have uh, unfortunately, fortunately, had a divorce because I'm married to uh, my best friend, beautiful woman today. So it's kind of good. But anyway, this is uh, definitely huge, Dave. This is going to be fun, and the Bible does give us a lot. The Bible offers so much on marriage. It's crazy because the one thing most people miss about the Bible is... It's about a marriage, a covenant relationship between God and a people. It started out between God and man, Adam, and his bride and what he was going to do there. But then it became the nation of Israel through Abraham. It's a love story, and it talks about the struggles of love and the courting and the dating in this relationship is pretty amazing. You know, uh, you said in your list of finding, you know, it's funny because Proverbs 18.20 says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And when you find a wife, you definitely need the Lord's favor to Amen. keep a wife. Amen. Amen. <laughs> right? Um, um, in the Bible, marriage is God's uh, handling or putting together or putting to work what he saw that men should not be alone. Right? He said we need a helper, right. someone to help uh, surround us, protect us, aid us, and guide us. I always look at my wife or, or – dating and courting. And I know we're going to get real into this, but you know, I just put it as the other person that's looking at you and can see what's coming as you look at them and can see what's coming and you keep each other safe and you guide and direct each other to a better place. I think anyway, I wanted to share something too. You know, when, when we think about courting and dating, you know, and especially from the Bible, most men go straight to wives, submit to your husband. I go, yeah. <laughs> come on, right, Dave? I, it's like it. Chapter and verse. You need to submit, young lady. But the verse right before it says, submit ye one to another. Anyway, you ask the question. And I, of course, being a pastor, a man of God, um, tons of scriptures. As a matter of fact, when I, when I researched this for you, um, you know, there's over 368 uh, verses in the Bible on marriage. That's 368, you know, talking about submitting two, they two are better than one. Uh, not good for us to be alone. Uh, you know, quenching your thirst. And you know mm -hmm. what kind of thirst I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. To put on love behind gentle. Right? So there's tons. And I know we're going to get into it because the funny thing about this subject, we definitely know we can't uh, cover it all in this 25 minutes. Well, that's right. That's why we've got Charm School. We're going to have 101, 201, 301. So you're just in the 101 right now. But uh, <laughs> So this book, uh, Wing to Wing, Or to Or, you know, it really convicted me because I was – in my, you know, grief and anger, and I was just like, I'm never, I'm never going to get married again. I just won't, you know, do it. And I, but I had to come to the realization that God made me to be married. And he said in the Bible, it is not good for man to be alone. And so as I read 
this book, it, what, it, what it does is it compiles some of the greatest literature in history into uh, a, a chapter. So there's this chapter here on why marry and defenses of matrimony. And it, here are some of the other Darwin, Aquinas, Erasmus, Bacon, Kierkegaard, Tucker, all these unbelievable uh, historical figures that have written on the topic. So, you know, we aren't going to be able to cover in 25 minutes how deep, you know, to go into this. But take it from me, as someone who has been divorced, there's not a decision in your life you want to get wrong and have to do over. This is not the one. One must be able to see that marriage is good for self-fulfillment, erotic satisfaction, personal happiness. Come on. Or one must be able to see in marriage the possibilities for friendship, avoiding loneliness, sharing common projects and outlooks, protecting and enhancing the personal growth of each partner, expanding the self, enjoying intense and deep intimacy. These are all very good things in marriage. And you know what? I have found them. I have been blessed with these things. And I I'm am still happily... looking for some of them, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but I am happily. You have to realize that we were made to be married. This is, this is how you're going to live your best life. And marriage and procreation. Procreation. Yeah, you know, you know, you know a, what that is? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah buddy. Every man does. <laughs> they, they are at the heart of a serious and flourishing human life. If not for everyone, at least, for the vast majority, most of us know from our own experience that life becomes truly serious when we become responsible for the lives of others. Right. For whose being in the world we have said we do. We brought them into the world. So parental love of children leads once wayward sheep back into the fold of church and synagogue. In the best case, it can even be the beginning of sanctification of life. Yes, even in modern times. So, Aaron... Is it not made crystal clear in the Bible that Eve was made for Adam from his own rib because God saw that it was not good for man to be alone? Yeah, I think that's true. I read that somewhere. Now, <laughs> hey, so let me just touch on uh, um, you made a lot of good points there. But let me touch on something. You said, you know, that man was not made alone. And, and, and there are some gifted men, it's called the gift of Paul, that will never marry. Right, they have this thing, and they're married to the Lord. They're married to service, and they don't. But the majority of people, I'm gonna just give a quick testimony. Um, you know, I've been a pastor for a little while, and I got to teach on something about something like this. And I, I was teaching on love and marriage and how we are created for somebody. And um, I had a, a lady, and I'm not gonna put her on blast. I should, because I know she listens. But um, she said, Pastor, I've been married. My husband died when we were, he was young. I got my two boys, and I'm good. And I said, okay, if you want to believe that, you tell yourself that. You've convinced yourself. But God told me that it's not good for man to be alone, that man or woman. You know, like this. He created women, right, for men and man to take care. Right? There's this thing. Because when you hear how God created them, he said he created them male and female. Right? They were in each other. As a matter of fact, God opened up Adam, and there was Eve. You call, we call it a rib, right? And my wife's got a whole story behind that. But the fact of the matter is we convince ourselves, like me and you, I'm never getting married again. It doesn't work. Whatever. Right? But I've tasted of marriage. I've tasted uh, of companionship and relationship, even though it didn't end the way I wanted to. So I knew I was built for it. Right? I didn't have the gift of Paul. I never have. Right? I won't go into that's another show. But I knew I was made for somebody. So I was trying to tell myself I wasn't going to give myself. I was going to defy God. Right. And this is what I told the lady. I go, you've convinced yourself to make yourself comfortable, but you're a young woman. And the Bible has something to say about young women and needing a husband, no matter if he died, get another one. 
Right? Especially if you got an itch. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Get a husband. And she was like, no, We're no, sexual I, beings, I don't. Man. She goes, We're she, sexual beings. Right. And you know. she said, well, our order. Yes. Be fruitful and multiply, but we're going to touch on that. But I told her, I said, look, you can convince yourself of something, but it doesn't change the word of God is truth. And she goes, well, I just disagree with the pastor. I go, cool, you can. I go, this is a study, a lesson. Three and a half years later, she called me up. She was, uh, she got in this relationship and she heard my voice in her head. She said, you told me. I said, yeah, it's just a matter of time. You had built a wall. And when God thought you were ready, he's going to tear the wall down because his word is sovereign. And he said, I created you to be with someone and you need someone and then boys need someone. So just to touch on uh, what you're saying. Uh, Always good to have the, the true story. Yeah. Life, man, because that's what we're talking about, how we deal with this stuff in life. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was talking with my daughter and I recently learned of a new term in modern day vernacular. And I, you know, Aaron, do you know what an incel is yeah that's just horrible man <laughs> so i had to look it up in the urban dictionary an incel is an individual who believes and it's, it's just short for involuntary celibate uh who believes a lack of sex they experience is due to the factors beyond their control such as genetics and systemic oppression rather than their willingness or lack thereof to court those and I, these aren't my words this was in the book, as ugly and inept as themselves and see no purpose behind improving their lives, and it's perceived as a coping mechanism. Isn't that the most worthless description of a person one could write? Man, it's it's really terrible. When I looked it up, you know, you know, it's talk. It, it's this victim mentality, this idolization of, uh, of sex, and then this echo chamber. Uh, let me get a whole bunch of guys together that feel the same way I do, so we can perpetuate this insanity, this perverse ideology of ourselves. Like, who put, but you know what it's from, a perverse and twisted view of sex, right, mm -hmm. of relationship, and, and, and they're stuck. I, I, I had to look that up, man, when it's just, it's just sad, you know. Well, that, you know, it went on to say that these people oh. are, are the next school shooters and stuff. You know, they're just getting so far into the void and into the dark abyss that, uh, you know, that they – start to have, you know, criminal. It's just tragic. And I'm just saying we're, we're, we're trying to reach the whole spectrum. If you think you're an incel, you are not. You are an image bearer of God. And I'm telling you that right now. And I want to affirm you that you were better than that. So don't buy that. But, yeah, uh, and, don't, and don't buy the, uh, uh, the devil's lies. You know, um, most of these men that consider themselves incels, and it's mostly men, right? Uh, uh, there are some women, but there's mostly men who have been misled to think uh, that they are spitefully being denied something that is um, that they is cheap, common, and critically important. But the thing is, if they picked up the Bible, it would confront their view and let them know, like you said, image bearer of God, created for something better. But it's because we adopt the view, like because we live in a sexually charged society. And if you're not a guy getting it, you're mad and saying, you know, these are all the reasons. But think about the way you talk. I mean, that, that's what this charm school is right, going to be about, right? Right. How we approach a woman, how we approach ourselves in approaching a woman, how we view ourselves when we go or a woman. Right? I, I believe we got it twisted in this country. And we're going to touch on that because um, we date to mate. And I think that should be 
uh, flip because on our next show, I'm going to bring in statistics of doing it the way God did. God didn't give Adam a choice. He said, hey, this is your wife. Anyway, we'll get onto that later. Well, no, I've had some real interesting <laughs> conversations with some uh, some Indian friends of mine at work that are PhD scientists that worked at Nalco that were from arranged marriages. And, and man, I talked to him about it. And, he, you know, and there is a lot to be said for arranged marriages, which is, by the way, historically how even in the U.S., you know, it was you you courted someone. You had to stay within your strata of society. You you came calling they had, uh, you know, when we were in agrarian culture, you would have a parlor. There would be a chaperone, you know, and, and you know, it was just very different. And it was like basically for property and continuation of, of wealth and farms and ranches and things like that. So And check the divorce rate of that even in exactly. society like this. Because you had some help. Yeah. You know, people were guiding you. You weren't just uh, out there winging it. Uh, and, and, and you got, and like I said, I know this is going to uh, be in one of our uh, later shows, but you got to be a point to where, you know, in, in our society, we date to find a mate. And we don't have chaperone. We don't do it with boundaries. As a matter of fact, we test the, the lines of boundaries. We put our daughters in situations with men where our daughters are for hormones and immaturity in the mind. A man between the ages of Shoot, I want to say 12 nowadays, but 13 and 21, he is nothing but a raged hormone. <laughs> and <laughs> not over, he has one focus and one purpose. Weaponized. And yet, we, yeah, exactly. And we want to put him out, send him out on a date with our daughter and tell him to act right. Look, I is a man. Acting right was never on my mind at no time between the ages that I'm discussing. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good I lied, but I was lying. Right. And, 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 and my courting and my dating was if I can get her alone, I can convince her. Right. And that's what our society is, especially in this church society. And the unfortunate thing of where we're at today is now our daughters are this way. Now, now, young women and women think that I, I should be sexually free like that. We have a perverse, just like the incel, a perverse view of uh, of relationship, of sex and what it's for. I mean, look, don't get it twisted, bro. I like it. It's for fun. It's for the bouncy house. It's for the good time. And all, I, sorry, I slipped that in. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, honey. No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm blushing now. <laughs> he is, folks. I can see it. Uh, but it, it's for a good time. But it's for procreation. And it's supposed to be done in the confounds of one thing, marriage. Right. Well, that's what uh, we were talking about, you know, in this courtship is when you're trying to find, you know, you're trying to find the right one for marriage. You're not trying to find find the right one for the score. And uh, that that's really, you know, what unfortunately, you know, we're, we're faced with today. And it's 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 tough, man, because yeah. that's the culture. And man don't yeah. know romance. The buying of flowers. Like we we buy the flowers for the intent to get the flower. <laughs> I'll give you my flowers if you give me your flower. Right. And yeah. and, and, and we don't know. Uh, uh, the power of intimacy, man, like, you know, dating and, and just a tender kiss, holding hands, a walk in the park, dinner, you know, in We're the We're going to get into this, man, because yeah, oh, I've got, man, Charm School, we've got two guys here. Now, maybe oh, maybe up. our <laughs> motives, you know, weren't the rest, but we have some charm skills, and we've learned how to apply them appropriately wait, in wait, marriage wait, to quarter wise. Listen, folks, I'm going to just tweet it to you like this. <laughs> I'm sitting with Dave the poet, Mr. Romance himself. Like, this brother spits game. I was going on vacation. He was telling me, look, let me tell you where to take her. Let me tell you what to do. And I was like, look at this brother, right? I'm glad he found Jesus, and he does it the right way because he does it for his wife. 
and he likes to help men such as myself. And I think I got game. But one thing as a man, I know that I can always improve, always grow, and always learn something I didn't know. And I'm always looking for that, right? I'm always wrestling with this idea of how do I do this right? How do I – I'm married. How do I court and date my wife now? Yes. Right. Right. Because yes. it doesn't stop. Correct. It, it just grows and progresses. And I know men wrestle with it all the time, but we wrestle with it with the wrong idea. As you said, Dave, we wrestle with it with the score um, – Scoring intention, not with the uh, adoring intention, not with the uh, pursuit of we want to test drive our car. Well, you're you know, you like talking about lions, you know, lions. So so, if we're lions, you know, lions hunt, but they hunt to eat. And that's for today. I have to have a meal for today. That's one kind of hunting. But they also have a lioness and that's their mate. And your hunting for a mate is very different than your hunting for Food. your meat. Your I, meat. You know, and, 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 and I just don't. Anyway, I was going to go a little okay. to the left so, on that, but we won't. But as hey. men, I know you did in your mind. <laughs> Repent. <laughs> okay. So we have covered the landscape on where an avatar man, this is you know the, the buzzword these days, representing most all of America, may fall on the spectrum of relationship status with opposite sex. And I have good news for all of you. If you accept our premise that you were first an image bearer of God, second, made by God to be in a relationship with a woman as God intended by the lessons in Genesis, and third, that whether you are a believer or not, you will ultimately become married one day, either by your own intentional search for a mate or by being skillfully landed as the big fish you certainly are, (laughs) we are going to help you. Position yourself at the head of the class to gain and win the true woman you want to desire with our series of Charm School. So Aaron and I are about to share the skinny on true courtship and romance. So, I'm going sh- to share the fat. He going to share the skinny. And just know that you, if you do this, if you acknowledge your human heart and need for a mate to share life with and let women know that you are not retreating from commitment, but in fact deliberately looking for the woman you want to marry – and have a very good idea of how you will win her, you have just put yourself in the top 25%. 75% of the guys are already behind you. And that means if you're in the top 25%, you get to hunt 100%. And there you're you going to have a lot better chance. And we're going to try to help you get closer and closer so that you're successful in marrying the person that you want. Yeah, we want you to be successful. But we also want you to glorify God in your home. Yes. Uh, yeah, right? Because that's, 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 that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And we just like to remind you. So, listen, we want to thank you uh, for tuning in. We want to thank ERS for being our um, sponsor, for keeping us going. And we want to remind you, we're here every Sunday, 630, a.m., The Answer. For the things that you wrestle with in your inner man. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face shine upon you. Any last words from you, Dave? I'm still looking for the first 25 listeners who want a free copy of my book, The Savage Path, to join a Zoom virtual group to do the study together in the back. You can go to my website at www.thesavagepath.com to learn more about the book. If you want to join our Zoom group on Monday evenings, email us at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Provide your name email, and shipping address so I know where to send the book. And we would just like to uh, to pray with each of you now. Dear Lord, uh, we just ask that you would be with every man and yes, every Father. woman, uh, that, that we 
don't want to be alone. We don't like to be alone. People have been experiencing a great deal of loneliness with this pandemic, and we just ask that you would uh, put our minds right and put us in a situation where we can look to your word, that we can actually pursue true, genuine love like Christ had for his church, the bride of Christ. And we just ask you to bless marriage between one man and one woman and that people can actually pursue and achieve true happiness in Christ's name. Amen. See you here next week. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage and Pastor Aaron Thomas. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word, love and protect God's woman, excel at God's work, betters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David and Pastor Aaron at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.